This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. Welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 85. And in just a moment, I've got a very special guest. Uh, Dion Monkovic is a business and mindset coach, very successful on the Sunshine Coast. He's also re- recently released his Masterverse course, which I have had the privilege of starting earlier this year and um, am really, really enjoying it. So we're going to dive deep into that, but also talk about motivation, purpose, um, and a bunch of other stuff. So this podcast is definitely worth the listen. So without further ado, let's get on with it. All right, Dion Monkovic, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you going? Great, Paul. Thanks for having me. No problem at all, mate. Um, look, I've been keen to get you on for quite a while now, and it, and it obviously stemmed from me starting your Masterverse course, which I dived into early this year. Um, it was somewhat of a, a New Year's resolution for me. I wanted to do some more personal and professional development, and, and I'd been following you for a little while, and it really intrigued me. And I'm I'm glad I did because I'm I'm getting so much out of it. Um, I probably need to commit more time to it, to be completely honest. But I thought this would be a great opportunity to sort of talk about some of the stuff you do, in particular with your coaching and your philosophies around that. Um, but if you don't mind, can we start with um, sort of how your evolution into business and mindset coaching began? Like it's obviously not a I suppose, a career path that most people seek initially, it, it, it would take a few steps to get there. Yeah, no, 100%. Do you want me to just sort of like sort of give you a kickoff about how it all started from school and that sort of thing? Absolutely, that yeah. That'd be great. Sweet. Cool. Um, well, look, I, I, um, I was raised um, in a beautiful family. Like, we definitely weren't poor or anything like that. We were like mum and dad, when they were together, they were they did quite well. They had businesses and investment properties and that sort of thing. And then... Um, they went through a big breakup and uh, it was myself, my brother and my sister. We stayed with our mum, and we ended up in a caravan park. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And um, what happened there is my, my what I noticed with my mum is she was a nurse and she did like a nurse is like she earned minimum wage. You know, I think it was like 900 bucks or a thousand bucks a week. Like what, what most people earn, but what she did, she did everything to make sure us kids were supported, you know, and yep. me and my brother, there's only 12 months between us where we're sort of some wild cats and we, we weren't bad kids growing up, but we're definitely we'll, the yahoos and sort of like yeah. party boys and that sort of thing. <laughs> um, so we de- it wasn't easy for our mum, but what I saw with my mum, she was a very hard worker. She bought a family home for us and sent us to private schools and that sort of thing. And we'll always put through private schooling and, um, our parents always believed in a good education. Yep. But when we left school, um, there was a lot of like shame put on myself and my brother, especially because our whole family, my mum's side in particular, comes from a very successful side. Like everyone's doctors, lawyers, um, um, our opa's a famous Australian inventor. Um, oh. Our uncle has a global business. And then my dad's side was very traditional. It was always get a trade or go to the army or become a nurse you know and when me and my brother left school um we couldn't keep a job like I went from job to job to job and I realized really quickly is like 
I didn't like getting told what to do. And it wasn't because I was a bad person. I just, I just, I didn't like getting told what to wear, when to start, what I was worth and that sort of thing. So myself and my mate, we went and bought a VIP lawns and gardens franchise at the age of 18 in wow. uh, Gold Coast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, we, we sort of, we hadn't grown up yet, you know, like we got to Gold Coast and we we got, we just got this beautiful house with five other of our guy mates or five blokes in there, you know, they were all footy boys and um, that business lasted about uh, 12 months. <laughs> so we borrowed, we borrowed 90 grand off, off our, uh, off my mate's dad to start this franchise and um, we lost it all. It oh, was, wow. It wasn't good. But no. um, we're just young kids and he, he, he was more, he saw we didn't want to go to uni or anything like that. So he was just trying to help us out. So it was yep. no real skin off his nose and that sort of thing. But um, what happened is our family basically started calling myself and my brother failures, you know, like, right. um, like I remember this time. So, cause after the, after that franchise failed, my family was like, Oh, we've, we've got to do something with you. What are you going to do? Mm. So my dad was working in the mines at the time. So I was about 20 years old and I was shipped off to the mines. But the mines was a massive eye opener because I got to the mines and like, I think I was 20 years old and I was earning just, un- I think I was earning about 195 grand a year in the mines. A lot of coin, hey? year old kid. Yeah, it was a lot of money. And um, the thing was like, I didn't have any money education. So I was just blowing that money, you know? Yep. And what happened, I was about two years into working into the mines, earning great money. And I started seeing all these like guys around me. And these guys that I really looked up to because they were in the mines and they had like families and houses and Maloo utes and jet skis and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> yep. And I was like, these guys are living the dream. So what do I do? I go home and buy a Maloo ute and I buy all this stuff. And I started quickly realizing I, I, I was always obsessed with like, I always wanted success, so to say. You'd see this photo of a Ferrari on the background. Yes, I have seen that before. And that Ferrari, like, it's not about the car. It's what I have to do to get the car yep. and what the story that car will be able to give to other people. It's very little about the car. But anyway, I saw it like I always had this dream. It's like I, I wanted to, I want to live in a beautiful home. I want to drive a beautiful car and, and inspire people that they can do whatever they want because it was so against the grain for my family to do so. Yep. And um, anyway, I was in the mines and I started like, each time we'd go, go, you'd be sitting at the airport ready to fly back out because we're on a three-and-one roster. I noticed all these guys were so depressed, you know, like their, their heads were in their sort of arms, like sitting at the airport ready to fly back out. And I'd go up to them. I'd be like, mate, it's like, what's going on? Like, like what's up? You're like, mate, you don't understand. It's like, I'm a dad once a month, you know. I'm earning yeah, well. I'm a dad once a month. And my biggest dream before the age of 30 was to, to have a fi- – I had a financial goal and I, and I wanted to be a father. So it's very special to me to, to really listen to these dads because it was a goal of mine to be a dad. Yep. And I started asking these guys because they'd been out there for a lot longer than me. And I'm like, I'm like, so like, what's your goal? And what was funny is every single one of them literally had the exact same goal. And I was like, you know what, mate, I'm just going to stick it out here for five or 10 years and pay off the mortgage, go home and live happily ever after, you know? Yep. Yet yep. I was seeing these blokes that are 40, 50, 60, still out there working. And I was like, like what are sorry excuse my french like, no, I, go for it. Wrong? I was like what are they doing wrong and the thing was it's no matter how much they earned they were upgrading their house buying another jet ski all this sort of stuff and they could yep. never afford to go home and like we, we were electricians out of the mines okay. so i was just an electrical ta these guys were qualified electricians yep and to come home they couldn't afford to live on a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks a week to yeah, support of course. the lifestyle they built yep. but in the meantime 
Eighty percent of them, their wives were leaving them. Their kids didn't know them. Yeah. And they were playing victim to that. But I was like, look, I was starting to understand the mind. It's like the mind needs love and connection. If you don't have somebody there with you, the mind will naturally seek for that elsewhere. Like the mind requires that just to get your immune system going, you know? Of course. The mind requires connection. And anyway, I just started looking around. I was like, there has to be more to life. But during all of this time, I'd got into, into bodybuilding. Mm. So from the age of 18, I'd got into bodybuilding. I was um, doing bodybuilding to the about the age of 25 and um, I was competing all over Australia and I set this goal when I was was probably the second year in the mindset I wanted to get this particular shape and win the show okay so literally on the background of my phone it's a bit different now it's got my kids on it yeah I had this shredded dude on my on the background of my phone I might have looked a bit gay having it on my phone (laughs) I'd look at this picture all the time and I'd be like cool I want that body that is the body I'm going to get because I'm going to win this show And it was such a mental battle to be a bodybuilder out of the mines because you're working 12 hour days and the regime that my coach had me on, I had to do two cardio sessions and one weight session every single day. But the food in the mess halls at the mines, I couldn't eat. So I'd take my rice cooker to work. I'd have my tuna and all that sort of stuff. And I was making everything in my donger. So basically what happened was I'd have to get up at 3.20 a.m. to do my cardio then go to work, come home, do weights, then do cardio, then cook my meals up. So I was only getting like three hours sleep a night. Wow. What happened, I was waking up every single morning and I was like, far out. I need motivation. Like I need to get something going. And I didn't even know what the word motivation meant. <laughs> Back then, there was this app on your phone you could get called 8Tracks, which doesn't exist anymore, but it's basically Spotify. Okay. And the way you searched music was through hashtags. So I was like, okay. oh, why don't I just search the hashtag motivation? So I searched this hashtag motivation. All of a sudden, I hear, started hearing these weird old dudes talking to me while I'm doing my cardio in the morning. I was like, wow, like this stuff's incredible. I've never heard of this stuff that these guys are talking about. It's like I'm getting brainwashed, you know? Yeah, right. And um, I was listening to people like Tony Robbins and Bob Proctor and Les Brown and all these incredible like, names that we all know. And I started getting like obsessed with this personal development because I started becoming a different person, you know? And I started going home on my days off and I'd be training for my bodybuilding shows and I'd be hanging out with old friends. And I started realizing after I'd hung out with them for a few hours, I'd walk away going like far out. I feel so drained. Like all they were talking about was complaining about life, the government, their boss, their missus. And I was like, far out. Like these, we're missing, we're missing the whole point about this thing called life. Like life is your responsibility. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. This bodybuilding show and I didn't win it but I did get the body I wanted to. And then something clicked. I was like, wow, like I was so focused. I was so obsessed with this result and I focused on it every single day and I achieved it. I was like, what if I could do that in my life and quit the minds? And what's really funny is I started hearing about these things called pyramid schemes, network marketing. Yep. And um, I was like, I heard about these like guys making all this money through these pyramid schemes. I was like, I've got to get into a pyramid scheme, you know? But um, what, what had happened is in the meantime, I was like, I didn't even know what a pyramid scheme was. Like, obviously that don't exist. It's what people brand network marketing. For sure. But um, what happened is I'd started, because I was obsessed with bodybuilding, I started a supplement and a gym apparel range online. Okay. And mate, I didn't even know how to do a Facebook post back then. So I invested $20,000 into this company and we made up our own logos with my fiance at the time. And um, we launched this business called Muscle Empire, 
which is like gym apparel range. And then we're going to do supplements and that sort of thing. Yep. And we did like a little soft launch. And then I chatted to this guy. He goes, mate, like, um, where did you get all your stuff printed and made? I'm like, oh, just around the corner here on the Sunshine Coast. He goes, but you know, if you go overseas, you can do that for like a tenth of the price and make more money. I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> I found a supplier in Pakistan. I invested close to another twenty or thirty thousand dollars into this business, and all the products rocked up. Like we had like a like a truck worth of products rocked wow. up to our house, yep. and they were all faulty. Like oh, no. the logo <laughs> in the wrong spots. The name, the sizes on the tags weren't right. It was different colors. And I tried to contact the supplier and they just, they just like ghosted me and I lost, yeah, just under 30 grand. And oh. Out, like business sucks. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I went searching for a pyramid scheme and I found this guy online and he was, I interviewed him the other week actually. Right. And he was 27 years old. He was driving a Ferrari. He lived in this like multi-million dollar mansion in Gold Coast. I was like, for me, that was, that meant success. I've since learned now that doesn't necessarily mean success. Of course. And um, for me, that's what success meant. I think I was about 22 at the time at this stage. And um, I reached out to him. I'm like, mate, I want to do what you're doing. I'm like, is it a pyramid scheme? I want to do a pyramid scheme. He goes, no, 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 mate. It's network marketing. It's not a pyramid scheme. And then I was like, I'm not interested then. (laughs) uh, (laughs) He goes, no, no, you've got it all wrong. He goes, people call network marketing things pyramid schemes because only the people at the top make money. But he goes, that's the same thing in any business. 1% of people make money because they treat yeah. it like a business. He goes, network marketing is just new age franchising. I'm like, cool. I'm in. Sign me up. And he goes, I'm like, how do I make money? I want to replace my mining income. And he said, all you've got to do is bring people to me. And I was like, that's easy. Okay. I'll just bring yeah, people right. to you. So on my first lot of days off, I literally called all my friends and family, got them into this room. And then he did this speech and sold them all these products. Right, And then I went back to the mines and I started filling my donger with people and getting him on, on like a video call and he'd sell them all on that. And within three months of building this network marketing business, it was your health at the time, which is just like Herbalife. Cool. Um, I'd replaced, I'd replaced a large chunk of my mining income in three months. Yeah, well. And it was my first taste of like money and business and success. And um, yeah, so I, I got involved in network marketing. And what I loved about network marketing the most was people were obsessed with personal development. And I was like, wow, like, this is really cool. Like these guys want to learn and they talk, they talk about the opposite stuff to what my friends and family did, you know, like they don't believe in jobs and living week to week. They believe in living life to the fullest and helping other people win as well. So I really enjoyed it. So I did network marketing for a few years um, but I had a, I had a really rude wake up call when I was about 25, I was a few years into the business and, um, I'd started like over leveraging myself. I was living up just the road from this house I'm in now in Budrum in like this million dollar mansion. I'd gone and bought a $120,000 BMW and I was 25 years in, and I just made as like, I was, I'd over leveraged my life because to be honest, if I look back now, I was insecure. Like I was just a broken man inside. I wanted to prove yeah. to my family. I was successful okay yeah and what happened is I'd over leveraged my life I was in a lot of debt everybody thought I was some successful dude here on the sunshine coast and I wasn't I was far from it like I was earning okay money but it was just it was all fake it was all just financed and everything like that and what happened is at 25 the brand new year kicked off and and my fiance at the time 
just said something to me one more things just weren't right you know and she said something she goes i'm out i'm like what do you mean she goes i'm leaving i'm done like where uh, well what she goes yeah like you're boring all you do is work and i was like Fuck, like okay so she left and I, I reached out to mum and my mentor at the time i've always had mentors since i was about 20 i've been obsessed with learning from other people sure. and it was a massive turning point in my life because it, it forced me to reflect, but in that moment of like grief and anger and sadness and all that sort of stuff, like a four-year relationship and a business, everything just crumbled overnight. I had a decision to make there where I was gonna I was gonna be a victim to circumstance or I was gonna be a a victor to to my life and be the creator of my life and take full responsibility and change it. So it forced me to dig inside and I sat down with my mentor and literally I grabbed one of these whiteboards here. It was literally that exact whiteboard. Right. I literally scrubbed it apart and I did a mind map with him and literally got every single thought out of my head onto this whiteboard. And um, he goes, get everything out and you've got to own all of your traits. Like you've got to own everything and understand that your life right now is your fault. I'm like, no, like it's her bloody fault and this and that. And I did everything for this person. And um, I did what most the average person would do. I blamed somebody else. Of course. The biggest thing I learned is the moment you point your finger, you've got three pointing back at you. Yeah, right. And it forced me to work on myself more than I ever had before because I thought my life was over, you know. Like I'd, I'd had gone from having everything to nothing. Like I'd gone from having as much money as I wanted to $1,800 in my bank account. Yeah, okay. And I was like, far out. What am I going to do? Very humble in experience. And, uh, yeah, it, it was humbling to say the least. Yeah. But what was crazy is when I reflected on the last four to five years, I realized, to be honest, I was an insecure, egotistic douchebag. I was that guy that was, <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I was that guy. I was jacked up on steroids. I'd walk into the gym, I'd be shredded, and someone would come up and go, hey, mate, like, how you doing? And I'd sort of like turn my nose up at them and I'd go and do a workout. Like, I just wasn't a nice person, you know? It had all okay. gone to my head. And this was a moment where I had to own all of that stuff and go, cool, man. It's like, you've been a pretty shitty person, you know, like you thought you were the be all end all, but really no one really gives a shit, mate. Like you, you need to help more people. So it got worse. Then my, my BMW got repossessed and my, my, it was myself, and my dog Brax. That's all, that's all I had, you know? And I was like, what am I going to do? And then this whole time I'd always been obsessed with personal development, like to the stage where I was like in the mind, I'd go to sleep with like an audiobook playing. And that's how I learned to speak, you know, and how to learn all of the stuff I say now. It's like, sometimes I'll say a sentence. I'm like, I'm like where did that even come from? <laughs> I did a lot of learning in my sleep it's yeah. because I didn't have time. And you couldn't be listening to stuff while you're working at the mines or anything like that, you know? So anyways, like I, I, I'd lost everything. I'd gone from like being some successful entrepreneur to, to nothing. And I was like, cool. It was like I reached out to a good friend of mine who was starting these PLC gyms. And I'm like, mate, like, let's do this. Like, let's, let's blow this thing up. And I went to the bank to get some money to get a loan to open up the first one. And the bank just laughed at me. They're like, mate, why are we going to give you money when, you don't, when you've got a poor business track record and you don't even have a job to pay this off? And I was like, no, I can do this. They're like, no, nah, mate. They said, go get a job. Come back to us in 12 months and we'll give you the money. Yeah, okay. But that was one of the hardest things I ever like I want to make it clear I've got nothing against jobs or anything like it just wasn't for me it never worked out for me jobs sure. and what happened is they're like I had to go and get a job 
And the thing was on social media, I'd painted this lifestyle of like this guy that was kicking goals, had his shit together, driving a BMW and living in a nice place and doing what he want when he wanted to having to go and get a job. And I was like, the whole world's going to know that I'm a failure. I'm a fake. So I just owned it and basically admitted I was a failure. And I um, went and got a job at UE Insurance. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I went and got a job there for literally two days, more than 12 months of what I had to do. And um, then I I quit UE and then I started the PLC gyms. And, um, and then, yeah, from the PLC gyms, I, I um, opened up three of them pretty quickly. With the first one, we, we filled pretty much to the brim in eight weeks, and it was a, it was a huge success. Opened up another two. They were uh, pretty much failures. That was really hard, trying to manage multiple businesses. So I had to do a lot of learning then. Yeah, wow. Um, but the whole time, I was obsessed with, like, every, even when I had the gyms, I'd do, like, mindset development events and that sort of mm. thing. But what happened is... When I went to UE, this is where all the mindset stuff went, sort of went to the next level. When I went to UE Insurance, I was surrounded by a lot of people that same thing. They were all my age or older, but they were still just living for the weekend. And just like, they weren't talking about, they weren't talking about changing the world, you know? Mm. And when you were surrounded by business people, the difference was they were talking about changing the world. You know, they were talking about making an impact. And I started really missing being around these people that were like thinking big, you know, thinking like kids, where I was like, if you thought you were Superman, you were Superman, you know, <laughs> like they just had this crazy big imagination, whereas like the sky was the limit, like the Elon Musks, you know, yes. and um, I was like far out. It's like, I don't have any friends that want to talk about dreams and goals. Like I feel like an outsider. I feel like a black sheep. So I was like, how can I meet some people and make friends? <laughs> So I started the non-for-profit mastermind on the Sunshine Coast, which is still kicks back off again in a couple of weeks. But I started running that probably almost seven years ago now. Okay. And um, I literally started it just to make some friends. So I literally pulled that whiteboard out. I I signed up to meetup.com and I put an event up called Mindset Mastery to get people to come along. And um, I put this thing on, yeah, on on Facebook on through meetup.com. And I think one person showed up to the first one. I think three came to the next one. Then we had nine and then we had like no one shop. I was like, oh, this sucks. What am I doing wrong? So same thing is like, I wasn't making any money from the, I have not made a single cent from that mastermind since I launched it. You know, it's been a non-for-profit from, from day one. And um, yeah, that, that taught me how to do public speaking and that sort of thing, because I was, I'll I'll give you guys a bit of a a rundown of like the public speaking and that sort of stuff, how I got into that um, shortly, but yeah, I, I did that just to start meeting some like-minded people, which is really cool. And to be honest, almost every single friend I've got now and my network and business partners and that sort of stuff now, um, literally every single one of them I, I met through my mastermind, which is really oh, okay. Cool. And even though I, I, was, I was doing some calculations the other day, even though I haven't made a cent from running that mastermind, I'd say at least half a million dollars of my business has come from meeting people in that mastermind and helping with business. Wow. You know, like clients and that sort of thing, which is really cool. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But man, like I had another big turning point in my life because I obviously had my, my beautiful son, Xander. And now I've got Malibu as well. But what happened is as you, you would have experienced as well, like having the gyms COVID hit that this pandemic thing, you know? Yep. And um, I think we had like six hours notice where we had to shut the doors of the gym. Yeah. Like, I remember it well. Yeah. Yeah. So I had all these people I had to pay and 
mate, I was, I was crapping my dad. So I was like, how am I going to do this? You know, like, because it was like, there's probably a good two to four week period where it was like, you had to keep paying all your bills. Mm. Like, and you didn't know you'd, you didn't know what you were going to do because the government's like, you've got to keep paying for your bills until obviously they said you can stop paying for stuff and we're going to help and that sort of thing. Yes. So I had to keep like keep paying my staff and all that sort of thing. And it was really tough. And um, it was a really tough time because we're living in this place in Alexandra Headland. We had this beautiful view and I had, a, I had another sort of real wake up call because it was like, it was day two of the pandemic. And I was up, I think my bank account was already at negative 15 grand or something. I was like, and this was only, two, two and a half years ago. And I was like, far out. What, what am I going to do? And I was sitting on my balcony and I was looking at, at over, we have this beautiful view of the mountains. And I was just looking at this, like this absolutely beautiful sunset. And I was just sitting there looking at this sunset. I was like, far out. That is beautiful. I was like, wow. I was like, is that there every single day? <laughs> I was of course, and in my head, straight away, this voice comes up and goes, yeah, of course it is, you idiot. <laughs> but you've been working 16 or 18 hour days for the last three years. It's like, you're a workaholic again. And this light bulb clicked again from that moment. My last fiance walked out on me saying, you're a workaholic. Mm. And that's what my dad was as well. And I was like, I thought, to be honest, at that time, I thought I was a pretty good dad and a pretty good partner. But to be honest, I wasn't present. I was working a 16, 18 hours a day. I was a workaholic. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell these gyms and walk away from them, even if at a loss. Okay. And literally two days later, I have this guy message me that owns other PLCs going, hey, mate, do you want to sell your gyms by any chance? Wow. <laughs> there you um, go. The universe. Yeah. So, um, the, like, don't get me wrong. Is that the, the problem was that these gyms weren't performing. Like, it was COVID. Like, yes. selling these gyms, these pride and joys that I'd put my heart and soul into for three years, you'd think you'd exit them for sort of half a million dollars, you know, but mm. I exited them with, with no money in my pocket, you know, right. it was something I had to do. But what was really cool is a really humbling experience because I don't know if you know my brother, but uh, my brother's had a, uh, an extremely successful business, like one of the top companies in Australia. And he's a year younger than me. And the first thing that I did, the moment my bank account was going negative, I called my brother. He just lived around the corner. He's here on the Sunshine Coast. I said, hey, bro, I said, I need some help. Um, I'm really struggling. Can I borrow some money? And he's like, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, what? I'm like, you're rich. He goes, yeah, I'm rich because I don't lend people money. Yeah, okay. Like, he goes, he goes like, you know, I'll never like let you fall over, but he goes, I'm not just going to give you money because that's, that's not the problem here. Yeah. He goes, you've got to get resourceful. He goes, I tell you what, that the course that's made me tens of millions of dollars, I'll give you that course. You study that course and it'll make you some money. So he gave me this course about how to sell products online, e-commerce mm. products. And I remember Sim was saying to me, he's like, like, what are you doing? Like, you've been up for three days now. Like, are you okay? And I literally, I sat down on, on a laptop just like this. And I literally put my head into this laptop and I studied this course for three days straight. It was a, the course probably only goes for five or 10 hours, but I literally, I'd pause it and I'd action it. I'd pause it and I'd action it. And after three days, I was selling products online, making $1,700 a day. Wow. And I was like, why the hell do I keep going to these gyms, unhappy, working 18 hours a day when I can make a whole lot more money without staff online? Yeah. And I was like, wow, I was like, this is the future. But even after a, 
probably two weeks of doing this just to sort of keep the gym, like that money was going straight back into the gyms and paying yes. my staff. Yep. But I'd realized the power of the internet. And um, from that moment, I was like, okay, cool. It's like I was doing drop shipping. And um, I just, there was no purpose. There was no passion behind it. I was just looking for products and selling them to people online. I was like, far out. I, like, I can't do this forever. But you know what I do love doing and why, why is it I love these gyms so much was because I love helping people and I love help pe- pe- helping people personally develop. Yep. And I'd started noticing is like where I was finding my happiness and I was meeting the best people was through my masterminds and helping people. But another bit of resistance I was fake is I was facing is like, this world's going through a global crisis. Even to this day, I share on my stories every single day as politely as I can. Guys, this world, there's problems going on in this world right now. And there's a lot of dark times ahead. If you do not pivot and you do not evolve, and if you do not work on this and start mm. thinking outside the box, there's more pain coming. And the people that are going to feel it the, the most is the middle class. Yep. Like I'm telling you now, man, it's like the worst is yet to come if you study history. Not freak is out anybody that's listening. <laughs> but um, but like this, like for me, it's like I've got a I've got an interesting take on stress. Like I look at stress as like stress is there and it's real and it does not serve the body, but it's there as like a warning sign. It's a flashing light going, change something, take action. So for me, it's like I was like, cool, it's like, how can I start like once I sell these gyms, what am I gonna do? I was like, cool, I'm going to start coaching people. So I started doing one-on-one coaching services online, just helping mm. people. Like I'd have someone like you reach out and then we'd sit down and I'd basically help you with your, with your, your mindset and that sort of sure. thing. And what happened, I started getting clients coming out of my ears, left, right, and center, but it was taking a toll on me because the only way I could solve their problem was live in their mind and yep. feel their emotions. and their Mentally draining. So it was so mentally draining. So I doubled yep. my prices to try and deter some clients. And I got more clients and I was like, oh, I can't do this. So I started trying to sell an online mastermind and I couldn't even sell that. Yeah, right. You know, I was like, like an in-person mastermind and a gym. Like I could get, I could fill, fill a room with a hundred people like that because I was really good at talking to people face to face, but online, I found it really hard. And still to this day, I'm still learning to this day how to market online because it changes every single day. And your message has got to be crystal clear. My message changes, gets tweaked almost every single week with my marketing team going, cool, it needs to get clearer. It needs to get ready to niche down on your message. We, we're, we're super like what I teach you guys in the Masterverse, super niching, which is part of the business incubator is like, I do that every single day. Like, how can I improve it just one bit today? And um, anyway, so I did that. And then um, I started doing some business consulting, helping a lot of big sort of seven and eight figure corporate companies around Australia um, improve culture in their teams and work with the CEO's mindset because I noticed a lot of the CEOs, um, they'd started this company because they wanted to create a freedom for them and their family, but they'd forgotten about that goal along the way and the business had absorbed themselves working with people like that. Yes. And then last year I was like, there's no real masterminds out there. There's no like, uh, there's no real masterminds out there that are like delivering content to help people take their life to the next level with high amounts of accountability any better than anybody's doing stuff on YouTube or Instagram. So I was like, great, how can I develop like the Netflix of personal and business development? And that's what I'm currently working on right now, which is the Masterverse, which is it's a work in progress. But basically I call it my life's work because it'll live on forever. Yes. And basically that every day I'm like, great, it's like, what else can I 
create and add into this over these coming months? And what guest speakers can I reach out to? Because the thing is, what you're going to find in the Masterverse, you could find on Google or YouTube, you know? The thing is, still like there's a very small percentage of this world that truly lives life on their terms when literally this tiny piece of glass here, this phone, Mm. access anything. You can learn anything. But the thing is, there's so much information. People just get overwhelmed and they don't even know where to start. So the goal of the Masterverse, man, is like, I want to help 2,000 people this year um, basically take their life to the next level and live life on their terms, so to say. And that doesn't mean quitting their job. You know, like there's a million ways up the mountain. There's a million ways to make money. How can you invest it properly? And the thing is, I'm not an expert on all of that stuff and I'm not going to pretend to be. So I'll just bring the people in that I'm not good at. But here's the catch. My marketing message right now is how to quit your nine to five and replace your income in three months or less because I've helped a lot of people do that. Mm. The thing is, that's not really what I'm selling when you get in there. But the thing is, that's what people buy. Absolutely. People want a result. So that's why at the moment, the marketing message is that. But once I get to the Tony Robbins level, you can sell personal development. The thing is that if you just sell personal development, it's very hard to sell because people don't want to put in the work. They want a result. Putting in the work gets them the result. So right now, our marketing message is money and freedom. But really, I'm just helping you personally develop. I'm helping you with this because your friendships, your relationships, your financial business career is a reflection of your mindset. So that's kind of my journey, man. But along the way, I've had a lot of failures and um, mate, I've almost lost everything twice now. Like literally, like literally days away from bankruptcy twice. And you feel um, um, because of those failures, you are now in the position you're in. You learned so much from them, from that experience. 100% because it go. wasn't until I had my back against the wall or I'd literally hit rock bottom yep. that it forced me to reflect and go, great. What is it I'm missing? What is it I need to change? How is this my fault? And the thing is, why I always say ownership and saying, how is this my fault? Even if if it's not your fault, for example, it forces you to go deep within and go, great. What could I have changed to improve the odds? Yes. You know, like Gary Vee says, he goes, even if you walk out and get hit by a bus, you need to ask yourself, how was that your fault? And that sat with me forever going like, great. It's like, because the moment you start asking yourself quality and powerful questions, everything changes. Because the problem is most people that get stuck either point the finger or they say, I don't know. And mm. the moment you say any of that, your, your brain and your neurons in your brain just shut off and just turn, turn a blind eye. Where Literally, you have all the answers. You have all the answers in your head and questions the answers. And as they say, it's like, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you ask. And I heard um, Jordan Peterson say something really profound the other day. He said, whether you believe in God, the universe, or some sort of like um, being up there or whatever it is that you believe in, he goes, I don't want to offend you. But he said, when you sit on your, the edge of your bed and you pray to that Lord, you're asking him questions. Mm. The thing is, whether you believe in somebody or not, just by asking the question of why and how and how is this my fault or how can I how can I fix my life, your mind will find those answers. And I think anybody that truly asks themselves the right questions, they have the answers or they know where to go to find them. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's a 
been yeah, these failures, it's they've been blessings in disguise. And the way I say it to people, I might look like failure is a gift. Like it's it's a it's 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 a blessing, you know. But the thing is like you've got to find, you've got to find the lesson within it. And the thing is, you see these people that fail over and over or go relationship to relationship or jump from career to career. Yep. You notice they have the same problems in this in the next place. And the common there's a common denominator. denominator yeah. Is them, yep. you know? And it's because they haven't learned the lesson that lies within. Mm. And the way I say it is like, pretend a failure or a challenge or something is a gift. And I've got wrapping paper and this beautiful bow on it. And I've given you this massive problem. You know, <clears throat> that is freaking scary, man. Get that away from me. But the moment you build up the courage to take that wrapping paper off, mm. inside is a gift, is a lesson, you know? And the thing is, that wrapping paper is only 5% of that parcel. The 95% is all the blessings and gifts and lessons inside if you're ready to face them. That's it. There's a massive fear of failure in the population at the moment, isn't there? Like people are fearful of going to a place, one, they're not comfortable of, but two, they don't want to fail at. But it's such a learning experience at the same time. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Big time. Um, I think... Yeah, sorry. I think fear of failure is like one of the biggest things that holds people back. And that's one of the Mm. biggest things I'm obsessed with helping people do is a unlock motivational energy, or I call it intrinsic inspiration, or like understanding that failure, it's not actually real, you know, it's made up in your head, you know. And um, yeah, it's once you can get past that, it's obviously easier said than done. But I've got a few analogies and stuff that I use to help people like understand that like fear of failure is just fear of judgment. You know, it comes down to fear of like how you perceive your status within within society is what people are most scared of. Absolutely. Like the gym is a perfect example. I see it all the time and I I hear about it from potential clients. Like they're fearful of just setting foot in the gym for fear of judgment. You know, people are going to look at them and point fingers at them because they don't know what they're doing or they don't look the part or whatever. When in reality is everyone's got their headphones on doing their own thing. They couldn't care less, but it is that that perception. Yeah. 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 It happens everywhere. Um, so you, you touched on motivation and, and obviously fear, we've spoken about fear of failure briefly, but people's purpose, you're a big believer in everyone has a purpose, right? Everyone has a reason for being here rather than just a nine to five job, family, house, whatever. Do you want to yeah. elaborate on that a little bit in terms of an individual purpose? To. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, a, I've got a bit of an interesting take because I've had a, quite a few mentors over my time and almost every single one of them has talked about You've got one purpose. You've got to find that one purpose, you know? And um, that caused me a lot of pain searching for that one purpose because it almost steered me off path. Right. And I sort of, I'll sort of explain it a little bit because I was so obsessed with finding the right thing to do. Whereas like, really, it's like, I believe we've, we don't necessarily have one purpose, but you'll notice there's certain things or th- certain themes of things that you're drawn to. Because as you said, is I, I do not, I strongly disagree that we were here just to be born, get an education to remember and get regurgitate, to get a good job, to get a mortgage. Yeah, you've hit three mortgage repayments in a row. Here's a credit card. You're now stuck on that hamster wheel of life. <laughs> yeah. And then raise a family and die. Yeah. And what's what's so crazy, man, is like you hear so many stories of people finally retiring and you hear they pass away a week later playing tennis after they've travelled Australia, you know, with the caravan and that sort of stuff because they've got no reason to live now, you know, like yep. because they don't have to go to a job or do what it is that they do. And I believe it's got something to do with purpose. 
the reason I say that is because think about it, man. It's like, for example, like when you, when I talk to my young son, Xander, you know, like he's got such a pure mind, like literally he will tie a towel around his neck and he thinks he's Superman. You know, you're like, I'm telling you now, you ask any child now, they don't tell you their dream is to work nine to five and set up for a house. Not no. a single one. No, I'm going to grow up to be a superhero. None of us do that, you know? And I'm not saying like if anybody's listening to this and they've got a nine to five job and they've got the mortgage and stuff, I'm not saying that's the wrong thing to do. Mm. But I'm saying I challenge you to challenge the status quo because the thing is, if you look at your parents or friends of friends and you're, you're, sold, to, you're sold this Australian or American dream that, you know, you'd be a good person, you get a good job and you pay off the house, you're happy ever after. Mate, I could count on one hand of how many people I know that are actually doing that, you know? There you and go. I didn't do it by following the, the normal thing. The thing is with purpose is you'll notice there's things that you've done throughout your life that you've been drawn to where time just disappears. And almost every single one of those things, if you truly reflect right now, if you just stop and you take five minutes just to reflect on the things that you've loved doing, whereas like you're in like a Zen or you're in the <laughs> flow state, whereas like, Nothing else matters. Time just disappears, you know? And I guarantee you, if you actually reflect on those things, every single one of those things would have had to do with doing something or helping somebody else, you know? And I truly believe it's like, I'm not a religious person, but the thing is that if you look at like the Bible or all these sort of like these like ancient teachings, every single one of those comes down to helping other people. And I believe we're put here to find your purpose, which is like some sort of special thing or some sort of path you're meant to follow to leave the world in a better place. And the way that we do that is by helping other people, you know, and um, you see the most successful people in this world and the most successful businesses, they've helped more people than you. And that's why they're so so successful. Yeah. And um, with it is, I believe we are put into a box, you know, we're, we're put into a box to conform. And it's, you know, it's like, because this world isn't going to work if we're all entrepreneurs, you know, like we need like same thing the, with the beehive, there's the worker bees and there's one queen. It's run like that for a reason. And so is the world, you know, because otherwise the world would fall to pieces if we're all entrepreneurs and we all said no to our boss, you know, and we didn't want to get told what to do. But the thing is, it's like, it doesn't mean you need to go and quit your job or anything like that, but it means it's like you need to find something that's meaningful for you mm. so that when you find out you've got 10 minutes to live or 10 weeks to live or 10 months to live, you know that you've given it your all, you know, you know, Absolutely. you've done something special, you know, you've left something behind, you know? And the thing is the way I talk about purpose, I believe it, it takes three, three things. And, and you probably know if you've done it in the master verse, it's like, yep. I give a quick touch on my purpose. I don't believe people have got one purpose, but I do believe you need to find something that lights you up. For example, in business, if you can't look at what you're pursuing in your business and be obsessed and in love with that and enjoy it for the next five to 10 years, don't do it. Yeah. The reason for it is because when you do something you love, you can literally do it without sleep. You can literally just go and go and go because you enjoy it. You naturally put more energy into it, you know? And the thing is, you want to know that if you fail at that thing in the next five to 10 years, you want to be able to look back at that and go, 
I was still happy doing that and I know yeah. I gave it my all, you know? Absolutely. It's just like saying is that you don't want to look back at the end of your time and be standing on the edge of a basketball court and you've held the basketball the whole time. Yeah. You want to know you took a few shots. You're not yes. going to hit them all. No. You're not going to hit them all, but it's all part of it. And I believe it takes three things. Is Number one, it's it, it, you need to be doing something that's going to make you money, you know? Like people get weird about money, you know? Like people like... Here's an interesting thing is I was raised that if you brought up money at the dinner table, like far out, like you never dared talking about money. You know, yeah, wow. Money doesn't grow on trees. Rich people are bad. You know, like it's like everything was all about money. Like mm. to the stage where I was like little things as a kid mean so much. It's like I'd go to school and every kid would be wearing Nike and Adidas and I'd be wearing Target shoes. And the thing is, like, there was nothing wrong with that, but it was the stigma around that. Like, mum yes. was like, no, we can't afford these, you know? Yep. So money was so scarce at, at certain times. So I had a really bad relationship with money. And the thing is, right now is, like, for example, is I'll sit down with my brother and we'll openly talk about how much money we made last week, what we're mm-hmm. doing with it, and that sort of thing. The average person, if you sit down and, and talk to them about that, about he's bragging that he's rich. No, yeah. no, no, no. You brag about being broke every single day. Oh, what do you mean by that? You go into the shopping market and go, no, nah, that's too expensive. Oh, that's too much. You're bragging every day about being broke. Absolutely. If you're weird about money and you, and you don't want to talk about money, think of it this way. I want you to treat your relationship or your wife or your partner or your husband and don't talk about them and be really weird about them and treat them weird as if it's almost it's bad to talk about. How long do you reckon they're going to hang around with you for? Not real long. You've got a shitty relationship. And it's the same thing with money. If you treat money weird and you're not comfortable about talking about it, like money, money is an energy, you know? Is. Money is a tool. And if you get weird about that, it's not going to come to you. Yep. So in my three parts, is like I've got you've, – you've got to find something that's – you're going to be reason, relatively fulfilled with doing. The next thing, it must make some money. But most businesses don't make money for a long time, but you need to look at it and go, if I commit to this for five or 10 years, it's going to make a lot of money. And I'll That's share right. a full story on that in a minute. Not necessarily a lot of money, but money that you can make an impact with yourself and help other people. And mm-hmm. finally, it must have a good risk versus reward. So yes. if you were to quit your job, I'm not saying quit your job, but if you were to quit your job to go all in on this thing, you want to know that like you've got a good chance of succeeding with it. And that's why I've created the masterverse so people can learn and people get, I always say, get a mentor, you know, learn from somebody else, cut your learning curve in half. But here's what's cool. The money side of things. This is where people get stuck. They look at the happiness and the money. And most people, if you ask them right now, they're probably relatively happy in their job. Mm. And over the next three months, it's probably going to make them the most money compared to starting a business, you know, and they get comfortable. Yes. The thing is, when you start a business, it is freaking scary. Oh, yes. You know yourself, man. If you don't yeah. get paid, it simply means you ain't adding enough value to the marketplace because you're paid on the value you add to the marketplace. And the thing is, you may not make money. I didn't make a cent in those gyms. Mm. You know, I paid myself a minimum wage, but I love what I was doing. And maybe if I did some things differently, I probably could have made some a lot of money, you know. But sure. the thing is, like... Most people would look at that and go, oh, no, I'll stay at my job because I'm going to make money over the next three months. Whereas like, if you start a business, it's common for you to not make a cent for a few years. Mm. You know? it is. And that's the biggest thing is that thing is with the masterverse is to be honest, like when I launched the, the first PLC and when I launched my mastermind, it was like PLC, like at our opening, nobody had even heard about PLC. We had 270 people. 
Yeah, well. You know, 270 people come in wanting to sign up at PLC. They never heard of it. So I had no problem with getting people there. The mastermind, we'd have 100 people coming every single week. Had mm. no problem doing that. So I thought when I launched this Masterverse online in December before Christmas, I was like, we're going to sign up 1,000 people. I'm going to be laughing. I'm going to help so many people. I think we signed up like 20 people. And I was like, this is so hard. And why it was so scary is because my coaching business on the side was sort of paying me 30 or 40 grand a month. And I got rid of all of those clients to go all in on this. Yeah, well, You know, so I was losing 30 to 40 grand a month here to do this, making no money. And now we've only got 50 or something members, which I don't care because I know by the end of this year, we're going to have 1,000 or 2,000 members because I'm paying for it long term. Yep. But the thing is, same thing. It was a very humbling moment to go, great. You're adding value. Nobody's buying, which means your message isn't clear. Mm. And you need to be more active on social media. And you need to stop. Like On my social media, I used to sort of, I was doing what I thought people wanted to see, showing off the flash houses, the cars, all that sort of stuff on social media. And I remember getting a message from a guy in the first week of January. And that's why you may have even seen my social media. It's like, if you jumped on my old social media, you would have seen me driving the Lambo and my nice jacked up truck and living in this beautiful home and living the, the famous lifestyle and that sort of thing. And what I realized is no one really gives a shit. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, you're not relatable. No one can relate to you. Because no, that's true. Down. They're putting you on a pedestal going, how can I do that's impossible. Like I can't do that either. Yeah. And this guy said to me on the, it was like the first week of January, an old friend of mine that I hadn't heard from in years. He goes, brother, you did a post the other day and it didn't have a Lamborghini in it. And it was one of my favorite posts ever because it was real and it was you. And I was like, wow, "Wow, that's what I'm missing. So now you go on my social media. Now it's literally just talking about is like, I'm on there to give free value every single day. Half the stuff is from like, 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 People have like, I've charged clients tens of thousands of dollars in the past for some of the value you can find in that. So the Masterverse, you can sign up to the Masterverse and if you treat it like you've, you've, you've paid $10,000 for it, you could make $10,000 a week with the content in there. Mm. You know, Most people that put a question in the group, if I don't have the answer, we can find it for you with the network, you know? Absolutely. So that's what I mean is like right now, the Masterverse, it fulfills me. Because I know long-term we're going to be able to help a lot of people and it's not going to be easy. Like Netflix. Netflix for years. Like Blockbuster turned them down. Now who's laughing, you know? <laughs> but um, so, yeah, right now it's like right now it makes me happy. It's making me $0. But I know in five to ten years mm. that thing will set up my family and generations to come. Absolutely. You know? Like our goal is to over the next five years is be able to help 50,000 people a month in there. Wow. Do the sums. Not only is that a lot of money, but imagine the impact you're having. Yes. You know, imagine the people you're able to help, you know. Yeah. When it comes to purpose, man, I think it's so important because, man, for such a long time when I was in the mines, I was blinded by like making this good money in the mines, but I'd wake up almost every single morning. And there was this voice inside my head that I tried to ignore that always just said to me, is like, far out. Are you really going to do what you're about to do? for the rest of your life. Is that what you cut out to do? Yep. Big you know, reality think, check, isn't it? Yeah. And I think so many of us, like, I think most people out there, man, is like, if they're really true to themselves and they wake up and go, am I truly happy with what I'm about to do? And um, would I be happy to do this for the rest of my life? And if someone came to me on my deathbed, just yeah. before I passed away and said, mate, did you give it all you've got? I'd there say most people would say, no. No. 
No, exactly. Absolutely. I love that. That's why I'm so, man, as I'm literally, I'm obsessed with, with working on mindset, so to say, because I believe it's such an incredible tool that can never be taken away from you that so many people lack. Big time. Absolutely. It's a, it's an ongoing evolution, isn't it? You can, it's, it, there's never a, an end game to it. You can continually learn and develop and get stronger. Exactly. A student, become a student of life. Yeah. Yeah. That's it yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, I wanted to briefly touch on something that I did learn in the, in the, the Masterverse um, that I found really relevant to the current world we're living in at the moment. That was the dopamine blocks. I found like it's, it's so logical and so obvious but when it said to you in the way you you delivered it, it was like, wow, yeah, okay, this is this is so relevant because we we all fall victim to this. So, do you mind elaborating on that a little bit? Man, it's like anything in this world. Like, there's not there's the world works in perfect duality. Okay, mm. like you look at Mother Nature and she's so diverse, and like these trees provide us oxygen, and then she sends floods. You know, like the world works in interesting ways. Yep. But if you look at the world, there is always an equal and opposite. There's always a cause and effect, you know. So there's no good without bad, no positive without negative, no day without light, you know. And that's why it's like through these times of darkness and challenge and failure, there's always an opposite to it, but you've got to have the courage to find it. Same thing with these things, these phones, this technology, you know. This technology has changed our world for the good and the bad. Okay? Yeah. because there's no good doesn't exist without bad but my phone's constantly buzzing while i'm on here you know yeah. and the thing is these phones release a thing called dopamine and i'll jump in it for you quickly so if people don't know what we're talking about here is Ugh. dopamine is a chemical that's released into your body that makes you feel good okay yeah. makes you feel alive you know it keeps you going it's, it's addictive and the thing is, dopamine can be gained from so many different things. So, for example, have you ever noticed those times where you're bored, so you just start snacking? Yep. You know? And it's because sugar gives your body a dopamine hit. It makes you feel comfort, makes you yes. feel love, you know, all cozy. So one, our two human core needs is love and connection and growth. And we'll do mm-hmm. anything to get them met, good or bad. And thing is, the craziest thing that's stopping us in this world today right now is – this something like it's I think it's like seven hundred times or more. The average person open un, unlocks unlocks their phone or looks at their phone seven hundred plus times a day, you know. But not only that, the average person spends something like four to six hours a day on social media or on Netflix. The average yeah. person. Yet you talk to most people is I don't have time. I don't have time. Yep. There you go. But this phone, the problem is, is like. Our brains are designed for such quick dopamine fixes, which if you're listening right now, I'm sure you'll be able to relate and take note to this because this is what's holding most of us back is your brain is tricked and triggered to want dopamine now. Mm. Here's an example. I remember back in the early 2000s, might be showing my age here, whereas when the internet started getting really big, Mm. it was normal to wait three minutes for a website page to load. Yeah. I remember to download one song would take the whole night to download one song. Oh, Oh, I remember that well. (laughs) And you could fit like 16 songs on your little um, MP3 player, you know? Now we've got this piece of glass, this piece of technology that if something doesn't load in three seconds, if something doesn't load in three seconds, you're pressing refresh. Yeah. Not only that, 
it's normal for you to find a song in seconds on your phone right now. The thing is, this phone gives you a dopamine hit. And these phones and video games and Netflix and series and movies, they're all designed for you to get addicted. It's basically like a pokey machine, okay? Every time you open this phone or social media, something new pops out at you and it's addictive. Your mind gets addicted because it loves the change. It loves the uncertainty and the certainty at the same time. But the problem with that is if you put that into a relationship or if you put that into a business, if you don't see results now or if you're not happy in the moment with that person, oh my God, it's a failure. It doesn't work. I give up, you know? Because people are so trained right now to get a dopamine fix like that. Whereas back in the caveman ages, for example, it's like the only way you could get a dopamine fix was to literally become the king of the tribe so you could mate with the best female. And the way that you did that, you had to go and hunt and bring back a kangaroo or a boar. You know? yeah. And the only way you could like, and that released dopamine. So the like dopamine is built into our bodies to strengthen us to take action back in those days. So if you're a caveman, you could go and fight something and fight the next warrior and, and kill that boar and bring it back to the tribe. And it gave you a dopamine hit. So you had to earn it. Yes. Okay. The thing is right now in today's world, you don't need to earn it. It's why people get so distracted. They go from shiny object to shiny object, business to business, relationship to relationship, because yep. they want it now. They do. And the thing is, if you don't start training your body and your mind to earn dopamine, you'll never be motivated. Mm. You know, so many people wake up hoping to feel motivated, hoping they want to feel like they're going to take action, hoping the next day is going to be better. You know, yep. they just wake up hoping. Like they, it's magically going to be there. Life by accident because they don't have intrinsic motivation. They don't have purpose. Mm. They're living life by accident. You know, so dopamine is a massive thing in today's world right now. It's like, what's really cool? There's a new iPhone update. It's really cool. It's got like these different settings you can put on. Like, there's do not disturb, sleep, personal workers. Like, literally, my phone, it's a lot of people like get angry when you don't respond to them. Yeah. Know? Yeah. On Again, they want that quick response. Like, yeah. The thing is, like, I don't respond to many people at all on social media because if I did that, it would mean less time for me working on my mission. And some mm. people think, oh, you're, a, you're an asshole. You didn't respond to me. No, no, no. I'm focusing on my mission. If I was to respond to everybody, I would be getting distracted like the average person getting a dopamine fix. Yep. So I literally, I respond to my clients at a certain time. And then if I have time, I'll scroll through and I'll, I'll go and see who sort of messaged it or engage with myself and do my best to respond to as many people as possible. But at the end of the day, is like, People are so stuck in a box and they've got this, like so many people have expectations that ruin them in yeah. their lives. You know? They expect things and a lot of it comes down to people want this dopamine fix, you know, and they don't even know what's happening to them. But now that if you're listening yeah. now, I'm sure you'll be able to relate that into so many things in your life and, and why there are overweight people, you know, out there that, I was about to say that that's exactly it. It's, they, they, want to, they want five kilos off them in a week. You know, and it's not realistic, but if they, they see the, the weight drop, they get that dopamine hit, so they'll continue. Everybody it's, um, wants the quick fix. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, yeah, I didn't even really realise that until probably about three years ago when yeah. when I started, like, when I started working on my own social media, I was, like, far out, like, I'm absorbed in this phone. Because how often do you go, on, oh, I've got to go quick that, um, check that quick message. Before you know it, an hour's gone by and you're eight things deep from watching one story. You've clicked on a profile within it. It's taken you somewhere else to somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, down the rabbit hole. 
it's designed to have your attention. You know, like Facebook marketing, Facebook ads. The reason why they can charge so much is because you walk down the street or go to a cafe, nine out of 10 people are doing this. Yeah, there are 10 that's right. On their phone. You yep. know, they're looking down at their phone. So it's a, it's a crazy world, man. It's, it's, there's so much noise out there. Same thing. The reason why meditation has become almost normal now is it's, it's learning to calm the mind and get rid of all this, this outside noise, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's um, let's start to wind up um, the masterverse. Now you've you've gone into that. Obviously, that the dopamine box is, is a topic you discuss in at a, a quite yeah. uh, detailed lengths. Um, how do people get a taste of it? How can they discover more about it? And how do they sign up if they want to as well? And and obviously yeah, your plans to evolve it further. Yeah. So the masterverse is that the end goal is like you can come in and with whatever skill set you're looking at building, you'll be able to do it in there. And that's what we're aiming to build. And we're working on that every single day. But um, basically it's it's just an online mastermind to make it really simple. The reason why we named it the masterverse is obviously with the metaverse and the world changing, there's a lot of attention there. So we wanted to get those names. And um, so we we secured all of those names and um, the the trademarks and that sort of thing, because long-term, if people go into this digital world where they're going to live in these goggles, we're yep. going to have our own personal development center where you'll be able to buy our programs through NFTs. Yeah, well. And what's really cool is, for example, let's say you're a business owner doing more than, there'll be tiers like 10,000 a month, 20,000 a month, 50,000 a month. You can buy an NFT that gets you a part of the inner circle where you can talk with other people doing that. Right. And then it closed off. And then that NFT generates you money because nobody else can come into that inner circle unless you sell yours to let somebody else in. So we've exactly. got some One of a kind. really cool things behind the scenes going on, like very like futuristic. But at its core, all the Masterverse is, it's an online mastermind. But the way we've developed it is we use a platform so that every module, everything we talk about is saved in a certain order so you can go and find it, you know? Yes. And then you've got an online community through Facebook where it's a closed group and you're around like-minded people and with obviously now that COVID settled down, we're having a lot more events that if you're a master verse member, you get exclusive access to these in-person events, which is going to be really exciting. Fantastic. We've set it up at the moment and it's $80 a month for people. So it's $20 a week. Anybody can afford it. It's cancel anytime. Um, But basically the reason why we'll put it at that price point, it's not going to be at that price point forever after 250 members, it changes. We've done it so that the average person that thinks, mindset is still brainwashy stuff which it is i want to change your mind because you've been brainwashed your whole life to be average you know? <laughs> yeah yeah um it's we've developed it so it's an as an entry point that anybody can come in come in and have a taste of what it's like to expand that mind you know and if anybody wants to sort of like reach out it's like the best way to contact me is just jump on my instagram it's just dion.monkovich yep. um but yeah it's like even if you don't sign up to the masterverse, you go on my page and just engage on the content and stuff on there. You'd be able to learn enough to sort of take action on your life and that sort of thing. And for the right person that really does want it, like not everybody wants to change their life. You know, most people are happy, like working 50 weeks a year and looking forward to that one holiday a year and then doing the repeat and hoping for things to change. It's probably not for you, but if you're someone that wants to sort of change your life, like jump in and, and have a look. And, and it's just cool to get around and meet other people because when you're surrounded by the right people, your whole life changes, you know, like your mm. standards change, like your base, like there's a, a module that goes live this week called like people talk about, you've got to raise your standards, but how the hell do you actually raise your standards? And I call it a baseline. So I talk about how to raise your baseline and I re- give a really cool example in there. And it's all about, it's like, think about this. 
if you look at your bank account and you average it over time, you notice like the bank, your bank account always gets up to a certain number mm. and then it's like it comes down. And like when it gets up to that certain number, you sort of live freely again and, and fill it out. And then it comes down to this low number and that's when you sort of, everything tightens up. Yeah. You get strict, you take more action and the number goes back up. But there's a baseline, there's a mean, there's a median in the middle. And most people's baseline is quite average. So your bank account might go up to 5,000, but you're stressed when it's less than 1,000. But the median's two and a half, you know? So how do we raise that baseline? It all comes down to like focusing on different things. And people are like, how do I focus? Like focus, what's the opposite of focus? The opposite of focus is distraction. So you eliminate distractions, you get more focus. And it's all about how can you raise your standard and your baseline? But the core of it, it's like who you surround yourself with is who you become, you know? Like Dan Pena says this, saying that most people don't like because it's true is show me your friends and i'll show you your future you know yeah okay. the biggest thing i've learned is like if you follow me on social media is like, i don't i don't have many friends and that sucks sometimes don't get me wrong but i'm very selective with who i hang out with because i understand that whatever is in your environment mm. your mind is getting watered by that your mind pretend it's a garden if you're surrounded by weeds guess what grows in your mind absolutely yeah you know but if you're surrounded by oak trees like things that just strive for greatness that's what becomes as well so i'm a massive believer is like changing who you surround yourself with and same thing people don't even know where to start with that that's the main thing for the master versus the community you're you're surrounded by like-minded people and when we when we like the thing is like what's cool about podcasts and that sort of thing you can listen to them but we do an expert call every thursday and you're listening to someone that for example, at the two last calls, we had Katie and Lester. Mm. If you want to get one hour of either of their time, it starts at around $5,000. Yeah, wow. You know, and you get it for literally pennies on the Masterverse and you get to ask them live questions at the end. Yeah, right. The best part about that is you start to, like, for example, if anybody jumped on Lester's call, he's a 20-year-old, 20-year-old dude that started business when he was 15 and he's made over $10 million. The best part about that, it's not the money. The thing is, it's like he started like everybody else who was working at Macca's. But what's cool is if you're 20 or 25 or 30 or 40, you go, wow, if he can do it, why can't I? You know, anybody can do it. And I'll give you a really cool analogy seems to sort of closing up. Yep. Is This isn't my analogy and I hope I don't butcher it, but I heard it on Instagram and I shared it on my Instagram the other day, I think. But he used this analogy. He said, fleas. Fleas can jump 36 inches high, okay, a flea, right? But if you get a, uh, a mayonnaise jar, for example, okay, a mason jar, and you put the flea in the jar and you put the cap on the jar, the lid on the jar, the flea will jump and keep hitting its head on the lid of the jar. But after a couple of hours, after a few jumps, the flea will start jumping just high enough so it doesn't hit its head on its lid, mm. okay? So it's adapted to its environment. It can jump 36 inches now, but now it's only going to jump two inches because it's adapted to its environment. But get this, when that flea has babies in that environment with that lid, those babies learn to only jump two inches high because that's all they believe they can do when they can actually jump 36 inches high. There you go. And what's crazy about that is it's, it's, you become your environment, you know, like you see the typical thing, like the fish jumping out of the fish 
jargon into the next one is like the symbolization yep. of environment. Same thing as a fish will only grow as big as it can in the fish tank until it gets into a bigger environment, you know? And it's, it's the same thing with your friends and family, you know? It's like, if you're surrounded by people, which I call dream stealers, where you say an idea, like, and people laugh at you, you're around the wrong people, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember when we were growing up as kids, my brother has, I talk about my brother a lot, but he's got this phenomenal mind. Like, he's a genius. Just this, this genius mind. But it's almost so genius, he's a weirdo, you know? Like, I remember when we were kids, he'd talk about these crazy ideas, these inventions and these businesses he wanted to build. And people are just laugh. Our family would literally just laugh at him. We go, stop dreaming, mate. Stop dreaming. Like you're bloody dreaming. And what's so interesting is these people that used to put him down so much and now coming to him for loans. Yeah. Wow. There you go. You know, but it just goes to show that if you really chase your dreams, if you really go after what it is that you really want, anything is possible. But failure is inevitable. Failure isn't bad. No, it's not. Failure must happen. It's just teaching you to change a different path or to change, like to do something different. That's all it is. Great point. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. So if people want to obviously um, jump on the Masterverse website or your Instagram, that's the easiest way to to get get out. Just jump on my Instagram and they can just jump on them. Same for coaching and things like that. Yep. So I don't yep. do any one-on-one coaching, but the okay. best way to contact is jump into the Masterverse because I give you plenty of time in there. And if enough people request like a Q&A, we've got Q&A starting, which is you get two hours of my time every week where you can ask ask me whatever you want. So Fantastic. Yeah. Unreal, mate. Well, I really appreciate your time, mate. There's a lot of knowledge there. And as I said at the start, we could have talked for six hours on some of this and still not touch the surface. <laughs> There's plenty there and I love it. And I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the Masterverse myself. So I, I'll continue to obviously delve into that. Um, I'll, I'll finish on the final question, which I ask every guest, and that is who you'd have dinner with. So could be um, alive, dead, male, female, fictional, non-fictional, just as a bit of a, a fun thing, but someone you'd love to sit down and have a yarn with over a meal. Love it. Well, anybody listening is not going to be able to see this, but I'll show you as like yep. a VIP. Up on my wall there, you'll see there's Elon, Tony, and Connor. Yes. Okay. So they are my like... I call them my three mentors, you know, like okay. they're always looking over me. So if I'm having a bad day or if I'm struggling, I'll look up and go, they're watching me. I've got to get back to work. <laughs> but someone that like, like I've sort of, I haven't read Elon's book, but I, I listen to audio. I'm, I'm, I can barely read or write, believe it or not. Yeah. So I listen to everything and I've listened to Elon's book probably five or six times. And just that guy has just got... A phenomenal mind. So to answer your question, it'd be Elon Musk. Like okay. I love Elon, you know. But it's, here's a few quick examples. Like Elon, when he was starting SpaceX and Tesla, for example, the world's biggest leaders and presidents were like, "Mate, you can't make an electric car; it's going to fail." And he still did it. Yeah. People struggle building a multiple six-figure, let alone a seven-figure company. He's running and built three $100 billion companies, you know? But what's really cool, if you if you actually sit down and you listen to any of his interviews, he'll ask, you'll, you'll ask a question to him like you did just me, and he'll sit there for 30 seconds and just think. And he'll just sit in the question, and, yeah. You know? But he's just a phenomenal mind. You can see what's going on with, like, the war and all that sort of stuff. It's like they're struggling to get help with, from, from certain things, and, like, someone tweeted Elon to help them get quicker Wi-Fi to help them with something there, and he did it like that. Yeah. You know, the man's just, I just think he's an incredible mind. He's one of, as, as much as people love him or hate him or they put him down, 
He's here to change the world. And what I really respect about Elon, it's he said openly, he goes, I may not get to Mars, but I'll get as close as I can. So when I pass on, the next person can take over. There you go. It's nothing to do with the money. But what he's doing with his money, far out. It's world class. We're looking at selling my partner's car um, to get a Tesla, literally because I respect his story so much and I want to support the mission, you know? Yeah, okay. Unreal. That's brilliant. So to answer your question, I'm talking. Fantastic. Um, Elon Musk, hands down. Great answer. (laughs) Cool. Oh, thank you very much, mate, for giving up your time on the Saturday. I know we tried to connect yesterday, but it just didn't happen, unfortunately. But, um, no, that was brilliant. Um, Really, really appreciate your time. So thank you once again, mate. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping that um, a few people might be interested in the Masterverse or even just following along because you put out great value content all the time anyway. Love it, man. Thanks so much, Paul. Thanks for your time. No problem. Wow, what a great insight and great podcast with Dion. So thank, I'd like to thank Dion once again for his uh, time and the opportunity to have a chat to him. And there's probably more opportunity down the track to do a few more of those podcasts because he, as I said in the podcast, we could chat for hours about um, all things motivation and lifestyle and coaching and everything like that. So yeah, really, really pumped. So I'm, I'm glad everybody got a, a chance to listen to this one. So if you've really enjoyed it, please a screenshot and share it on your stories. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering, tag Dion as well, and you can tag the Masterverse as well. He's got a separate handle for that. But for now, if you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. Other than that, as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.